Thank you for tuning in once again to this Pusher Mania podcast series. Basically, we're all locked down in isolation, and we're getting. I'm getting on the phone with some of my friends, people I admire, artists, intellectuals, and this one just happens to be both. One of my favorites, as a matter of fact. I've been telling people, I mean, I don't know if you know this, Cecilia, but <clears throat> ever since, I mean, I think I'd looked at the YouTubes. I think I first saw you and Sadaf together as institutional prostitution at Pop Montreal. I think it was eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And I've been following you ever since. And, some, and whenever people are like, what are you listening to? To the, I'm often, I can't think of like what I'm listening to, but I'm always, I always bring you up and I bring up Sadaf. Like, I love your last album. And that last album came out on Halcyon Vale, which is crazy because that's Rabbit from Houston's label. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to yeah. say that was one of my favorite albums at that time. Nonstop. And I, hi, Matt. Hi, Cecilia. Live from Paris. Hello. Hello from Paris. Yes. Now I've been following you online for all this time, and it's you get around. You even lived in Austin at one point. Yeah, I took. Uh, I, I remember I I went to Austin because. I had started to make music with Sadaf as institutional prostitution, and mm. we—I uh, think we were in touch with you, and we—you suggest us to apply to South by Southwest, and mm. we. So we—I think we had got like the, the the sort of like yes that we would play, yeah. and I just wanted to escape the harsh Montreal winter before before the festival, which was in March or yeah, April, March, and yeah. I decided to just like. Paid a little money that I had saved, and I took a fifty-four hours train and found a room in Austin and lived like for five months. So I, I arrived in January, and I stayed like for two months uh, before the festival. And then Sadaf met me, and we practiced, we rehearsed a little bit at my house before the, the shows we played at the festival. And then I stayed a few months after. But um, yeah, I, I I don't know. There's this like strange connection with Texas because yeah, as you mentioned, like then I released this album with Asenville, which like is based, which like Rabbit is based in in Houston, and mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and at the time I was in Austin, I also um, met with Per uh, Juan. That's true. Uh, that amazing MC and painter, and I went to play in in Houston, and I played with Blackie as well. Man. And I don't know, there's like a constellation of um, constellation of like great people. Yeah, that's the last podcast I did was the last interview was with Fat Tony, and we talked about that trip where we met y'all, and it was Blackie and Blunt Fang and Fat Tony all yeah. in uh, all in Montreal at one time, and that was the yeah. best. And I will never forget yeah. the first thing you guys said to me when I was there. You said, we, uh, we are rappers. I'm paraphrasing. But you basically said, we are rappers, but we don't use any words before we saw you perform. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, oh, I, think, I think we were saying, like, yeah, we're, we're rappers, but we don't, we don't, we don't rhyme. Yeah, uh, something we, like that. I don't know. We're referring to, like, the spirit of rap, and we, we, we I, I remember also in our description we would men, we would say we would use like lazy rap yes. as like a, a a genre, and the saddest reggaeton ever. Yeah, exactly. I that. Well, you yeah, the, reggaeton. <laughs> well, we met in Montreal. You've lived in Austin. I saw you were living in Italy for a while. I'd like to know some about that. Now you're 
in France, but you were in New York before that. And you also, I really want to talk about this right off the bat. You just mm-hmm. like in January toured all through Asia. Yeah, that was, yeah. It was such a, um, such a blessing. Like it happened. I mean, I, there's this like collective label, a group of young artist musician in based in Shanghai called Genome and um, they had like uh, hosted they had like invited some people uh, some artists musicians on, on Asenville as well and like they, they kind of like invite and and make people uh, people like tour in 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 China they have a nice like network and um, mm-hmm. so they invited me and I played in Shanghai in Hangzhou in Beijing and uh, Chengdu. And then I also went to Japan for uh, to play in Tokyo and Kyoto. And I don't know, it was just so, how could I say? Because it, it's not like a big organization or festival or like a, right. it's, it's, it's kids, you know, just like making it happen. And, and uh, it was like very impressive to see like the realness of those like the shows were packed they were like uh, soulful you know and mm-hmm. at the same time like really good organization like logistic like by this uh, amazing person they call his artist name is like kilo kilo wave 666 mm-hmm. and uh, he just like managed to organize this like really cute tour with uh, I don't know the venues were great they have like great clubs uh, in all these cities, like I played in like really cool sound system. Some of them in like big, big malls, like in Hangzhou, like this like big club in a mall. So like they don't care about like noise or anything like that. So it was pretty, pretty cute. That's dope. But you know, you were there, there were, were you hearing what was going on in Wuhan or were you hearing? Cause here we were in January, we were just sort of beginning to hear. Yeah, so I, I got there on January 10th, mm-hmm. didn't hear about anything. Uh, obviously, like in, in, in China and Japan, like, you know, it's like everyone wear masks for mm-hmm. many reasons, like or because of the pollution, but also because of just to not like uh, share their germs or not, not to like, get others people, other people's germs. So like everyone is like sort of mask all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, but the but the, the the COVID was not in the I didn't hear about anything. I uh, there's like this this girl in Chengdu when I left China and I was like in my plane to go to Japan she wrote to me and she she told me about the the breakout the mm-hmm. like the the who the Huan like they had it, it just became like a thing and she she told me to be careful and to wear a mask and like be very like vigilant and uh, from then um from then yeah it was like a real thing but uh, that, so I, I I first just like heard about it like on January twenty first I think yeah wow, okay. and then I just came back right on time but uh, my my flight was not I mean of course like in the airport and everything we had to sign like declaration that we didn't have any symptoms we they they, they had like at the end they had like um, temperature test like right. to see if people had fever. Uh, they were like really like starting to get like really organized. My last night in Shanghai was like was like a desert ghost 
like the, the entire like country was already like uh, in quarantine. So like the hotels were were empty, the streets were empty, everything was closed, and and then I got back to Paris, and it was like uh, still like still like a normal right. normal life and like I walked in like Charles de Gaulle the airport without any problem I was actually really surprised and sort of like shocked that I just walked out of my plane from China and I was not checked I was not questioned I was not and I was a bit like ooh maybe they're a bit too chill about it you know ooh. I was like a bit suspicious that um, I don't know but um but yeah, I had the chance to just do that before, before uh, thing. I mean, because wow. I, I think I, I think the, the our mobility is gonna be. I don't think we'll, we'll, we'll be able to be as mobile as we were, and um, I'm happy I had the chance to do that before. God, me too, and that's incredible. That's an incredible story to think that you were there right, <clears throat> right at that moment. It's crazy where life puts yeah. us sometimes. And then coming back to France, I was, man, I, at first I didn't totally understand it here. And then I, as I got to learn more and more, I seen, I said the same thing. I was looking around like, these people are not taking it seriously. And I mean, we've got it. They're talking about here in Texas, like in Houston now, everyone has to wear a mask outside. It's the, it's like a mandated thing. Mm-hmm. There's a thousand dollar fine. And, yeah. But here I it's mean, like they what, say that's everything. That's what we, we, that's what we should have done in the beginning. Mask to like right. mask to mask people should have been the first step, and then to quarantine any fragile, like the the vulnerable, like the the most the the most like um, fragile population, and then test people. But like mask and test is still the most difficult thing to get. Even masks are not available like enough here yeah. now, and like testing is practically impossible. Like I, I've been in contact with someone who was diagnosed with the virus and I, I cannot get, you know, so it, it's, it's just very, I think Europe and America is like, so because they've ne- we, we've never, I, I say we, but yeah, we, we've never had those kinds of like real sanitary crisis mm-hmm. really like for real. And I think it just like exposed the, how not ready, uh, Right. We are. Right. It's true. And <clears throat> have you seen the people here protesting for their rights to uh, open up everything to and not, to, <laughs> to not wear yeah, a mask? Yeah. The, to... <laughs> yeah. yeah they're, they're, I mean, that, that's the same. Yeah. These people think they could protest for the right to this, that they have the right to kill, that they have the right to violate, that they have the right to be idiot. I don't know. It's like, yeah, uh, it, it's, it's like, it's just idiotic. Right. It's just so stupid. It's crazy. And depressing. And also what's crazy is that like I've seen like it's like those people the way they they protest as well and like uh, I think I saw like some armed yeah cars like people yeah. with guns no or like it's sort of like it's sort of like what what is that like it's like authoritarian like Proto-fascism. It's horrible. This should not be... They feel like they are fighting against the authoritarian fascist 
who are trying to make them wear masks and stay inside and things when they're carrying their big AK-47 that they're legally are in some places here legally are allowed to carry. The, and- the fighting <laughs> of, against any collective effort to like make it better together. They're, they're fighting against like collectivity. They're fighting against like a collective effort to help other people. You know, it's like they're fighting for their like individual little like baby rights. It's so it's so closed mind minded it's oh. whack and it's <clears throat> we're pretty used to that here and like we were saying before we started uh recording the <clears throat> hardest thing for a lot of people i have to explain this to my kids and stuff is like a lot of people are fucking stupid and we're gonna have to deal with these people while we go through this and who are not taking it serious enough i mean to be honest with you when this was first starting, I think what I was going to say was I was driving around Austin. They're like, we're closing down essential businesses or non-essential businesses. We're closing down this. We're doing that. And I was driving down a main road and man, there's a taxidermy shop that was open, you know, like stuffing animals. Like they had all their stuff out on the street, the lights, you know, open, open, open. (laughs) I'm like everything. I'm like, nothing is close. What is going on? You know, like, but then for a moment, they started taking it serious. I don't know. It's, it's crazy, but I live in Austin and, and the thing that's, that's, you know, I, I, I'm very fortunate. I'm okay. You know, I'm doing fine, but like probably 90% of my friends work in music, work in a bar. And, uh, it's, I feel for all them. I feel for people all over the world that are going through way worse than me. I will tell you that. Are you able to do music right now? Are you in a situation where you can create? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm actually like uh, all day today. I was working on my new album. I'm finishing an album, so nice. now I'm. I mean, it's composed. It, it's like finished. I mean, the 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 songs are finished. Now I'm just like uh, polishing the mixes and preparing the tracks to be sent to mastering. So it's now I'm more in like the meticulous part of right. like making like a co- co- coherent mix. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been, it's been, uh, I mean, we just talked about this, like a crazy, like very like serious situation, but like in, I'm very lucky, actually privileged because um, I get unemployment unemployment pay and I'm actually safe at home and I have the chance to, to be able to have time actually, because I had two jobs before uh, the confinement. I mean, mm-hmm. I still have two jobs when it come, when, when it opened again. But uh, my problem in the past month was I was just always complaining like, oh, I don't have time to work on music and I don't have time. I work too much. I hate that. Blah, mm-hmm. blah. So now I'm like, Oh, that's cute. I can sit and, um, and finish my thing. So it's sort of like a blessing right now. That's fantastic. And I think that's uh, hopefully a lot of artists are seeing this as a blessing. I mean, for me doing this shit, I'm like, let's get on the phone. Let's do it. I didn't, I didn't do, I kind of stopped podcasting and and stuff for about six months last year and kind of tried to focus on some other things. I was working for a CBD company, things like this. And then I was like, all right, we're in the house now. Let's, let's get back to it. (laughs) You know, let's get serious about it. So it is, uh, yeah. I think there are lots of positives that can come out of this with the environment, with humanity. We can have hope that these things can come out positive, but I will. Yeah. Say, I mean, from, sorry. No, I will say just referring to what you were saying, it's going to be harder for us to get around. 
I'm gonna be the guy who's like, I, I I can see the sky right now. How beautiful it looks right now. It it's really there is a difference in the air. But uh, I'm not giving up yeah. airplanes. I'm not giving up traveling. I'm sorry. If we can get back out there, yeah, no, I'm going same back. for sure. But yeah, <laughs> but at the moment, but, no, me too. Yeah. We're seeing it. We're seeing it straight up. We're seeing what that you know. But it's nice, and it's, like, it's nice right to miss it. It's nice to miss it, and it's nice to slow down. And it's good to like to realize that, like, if we put, I mean, it's like we if we put things on hold, we don't, we don't, we don't like uh, things are not crashing. You know, it's like, uh, and it's just like a very good uh, break for a lot of us. Like, even though you know, it's like I, I I'm, I'm conscious, and like I, I feel for people who are like because this situation might bring so much anxiety and so much like uh, financial distress, like stress and everything. Like I, I, I get that. And like, I feel for the, that situation, but at the same time, the, the whole, like, um, because a lot of like privileged people, like the, the, this, like um, to put things on hold. And I don't know, I think it would be like an incredible chance to like think, rethink and not go back like it just shows that how much i think a lot of people also like rediscover like some values and like spending time with their family with their people like yeah i don't know i think it's like positive to slow down to do less to like do better and 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 to just like going slower is just so much more uh valuable at all it's beautiful. I mean, it, part of it is guilt. You have to think about when you have moments in your life where you're not as productive as you'd hope to be, or you're you're a little down, you're not doing the things you feel you're supposed to do. And then a lot of times we make ourselves feel really guilty for that. Whereas right now, mm-hmm. as we're going, taking it slower, doing it, thing, we, there, there's no guilt. We can't. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. we we've exactly. eliminated that. And that's part of like capitalism and Western, you know, ways of life. People are always like, if you're not working though, if you're not doing this, it's like, man, but the moment I, my daughter actually said to me that like, she's like, I need to get a job or something. I don't know. This is, I'm like, for what? She's like, I feel like I'm not doing anything and I'm just, in, and she is doing some things. But I'm like, mm-hmm. you don't have to feel that way right now. You can't chill, <laughs> chill as much yeah. as you can right now. <laughs> It's like to me, I've never had a problem with not doing anything. I love not doing anything. Like it's, <laughs> I, it's, it's, uh, it's. Uh, I, I need so much time of not doing anything to be in order to like be be doing something that mm-hmm. feels desired. You know, it's like you when you do all the time. It's just like um. It, there's like phases too. There's cycles, but I just yeah. think like. Uh, we we need time to daydream and to 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 think and to 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 want and to desire and imagine things you know especially like imagine and envision things uh is like so important and sometimes in in the in the in the um, how do i say like the in this like very like speedy uh fast world where we're too busy it's so hard to like um, have space and time to imagine and envision and you know like and because we need like emptiness a little bit to like feel the emptiness and the we need some void to be able to put new things and like put ourselves 
and change and transform because like that's there's no way like we can I don't know as like a humanity we cannot we cannot keep uh doing like this you know it's like yep yeah I agree I mean I live in in America and it's a uh, it's become, it, it, it kind of hurts my chest sometimes when I, when I talk to people. I'm like, hey, how have you been? Oh, my God, I'm so busy. I'm just busy. I'm working. It's like not, that's how are you? <laughs> not like just yeah, what yeah. are you doing? I said, how are you feeling? And, you know, I, I went for a while. You know, I, you're living in Europe, and I lived in Amsterdam for a while, and I remember Europeans would say that, one thing that would annoy them about Americans is the first question would be, what do you do? People yeah, are always yeah. like, what do you do? I'm like, and I, for a <laughs> while I had this power. I had, I would just say, I don't do anything. And they would look at me so crazy. Yeah. Like what? And I'm like, I don't really do anything much. It's funny because like I remember, I remember like finding it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it was specifically this question, "What you do," but like uh, I remember the first time that we, the first time I would do, I would go to America, like New York or like even maybe Texas. In uh, I, I would also find it like very, um, um, I mean, or challenging or maybe like not intrusive, but yeah, challenging or like uh, it would make me uncomfortable because also even at the time I was not doing that much. I was sort of like still like looking looking for myself making up my you know I was like still a bit in school or like a bit do a little doing a little bit of music a little bit of you know it's like everything nothing is like very stable or established it's like I don't have a real profession I still don't have like a real like career a real, or I can say okay I make music but I don't make a, a living out of it it's not like nothing is really like um really established for you know it's like I don't have it I, I cannot really answer this question you know like uh, so and I remember like in New York uh, the, one of the first time and I was like with uh, some friends of friends and they were all like sort of like they had like real job they were like architect they were like PhD in philosophy they were like they had like titles you know like, and they would be like what you do and then I was like oh, this question and maybe it's a language too because at the time my English was not so good and it's like what do you do and I was like uh, uh, I don't know like I'm drinking a beer right now like I I I do I do you know it's like okay I, it's it's like it's true sometimes and also it's not a question that everyone can answer yeah <laughs> and it, it should be a right you know to not uh, have to not be able to necessarily like answer that I don't know well, but, um, I feel you, but you are an incredible artist, an incredible DJ. You do, you could tell them all those things, but I, I think <laughs> I, I hear your humility there, but you are for thank sure. Thank you, thank you. And that's the, the tragedy like that. too. That's hard for, to, for, you know, people who are truly original, unique. I mean, you don't sound like anybody else. It's hard to make money, like the big money off that, but God, to see you, I know people who make okay money off music, but have never toured China. They never had the opportunity to play for people <laughs> yeah, in Japan. That's the beauty of it, though, you know, because it's like, I, but at, at the same time, it's like, uh, you know, this like tour. It was like I, I, I didn't like make money. I didn't lose. Money. It was just, it was. I went there. It was like I didn't like spend. I, I think I, I broke through. You know, and and yeah. it felt just so. It's, 
I don't know. It's it's life, and then and then I, I get jobs, and I I I I I've I've always been like supporting myself with like all sorts of like um, different jobs, like different kind in different kind of field, or like and and I mean that experience is also like sort of rich in a way, you know. Like I right. don't know if I it gives you know you meet different people and you you. And I'm not saying it's the best. Like I kind of wish maybe I would, I would, I would. Things would would be uh, a little bit more stable in a sense. Like in my life, I, w- I would like a little bit more stability. But at the same time, yeah, it's like it, it just feels really like <laughs> I don't want to like use this word, but I'm going to use it like organic. Like it's just really yeah. I go with the with with the with opportunity and where I feel it's real and true and. Yeah, exactly. I'd love to have a billion dollars, but I'm not going to do all that bullshit to get it. Why don't we take a it's quick a, break? There's a sacrifice, you know, yeah. if you make a lot of money, there's a lot, there's responsibilities, there's more like people to deal with. There's more. So it's not like, you know, it's, and you, and, and you, you maybe don't have that time that, I, that I, I mentioned that I need, you know, it's like, I need to daydream. I need to like have a, so it's, it's like very relative how much like it's worth it to make the money sometimes. Yep, exactly. Why don't we take a quick, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. Why don't we take a quick musical break? Here's some of the sounds of Cecilia and we'll come right back and uh, get some more real talk. It's Pusher Mania's podcast okay. show. Man. Are you scared? <laughs> 
always love uh, when I'm on the SoundCloud and uh, you pop up with a new mix. Tell me about, I kind of feel like, did you, were you already DJing when institutional prostitution started? If I was what? Were you already DJing when you were first started making music with Sadaf, with institutional prostitution? Uh, no, I was not DJing. Uh, uh, hold on, let me think. When did I start? No, well, because I feel like, like you, you were working started? at. I feel like you were working at a bar and then just started DJing there too, or something. Yeah, but institutional prostitution. Before institutional prostitution, I've been like in. I had like two bands and I, I was making music solo. You know, I had like, uh, because I used to play guitar and have like all these like uh, 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 loop pedals and like okay. uh, guitar effects. And like, I just kind of, I kind of like tra- uh, converted this setup, but instead of using guitar, I would use keyboards. And then I sort of started to use the keyboard beats, like a built-in like drum sound through the loop pedals. And I sort of started to, to make beats. But, you know, I remember I got Tractor just to actually, I, I got Tractor, the, the DJ software, to work on my sound or create little loops or create some texture textures by like putting on my sound in the software. And, but by, but having the Slack software um, made me able to, yeah, like, officially sort of like DJ at parties or like, but it started like a little bit before institutional prostitution. Yes. Some people would ask me like that, that bar. Yes. I remember I, I used to like wait tables there and they asked me to play. Cause I was like, I always like collected music. And also I played for like some, I don't know, like some, I remember playing for this, uh, jewel, jewelry designer, uh, Ariel de Pinto, like in Montreal, she had asked me, it started with like friends, asking me to DJ at some like events and then bars. And then it just like, it just became like a, a thing I really like, liked to do. And, and yeah, people started to ask me more. And now you're on international airwaves and such. That's a beautiful story. And it's also crazy. I didn't, I've seen you play guitar before. I think you even maybe the first time I saw y'all, you, you pulled out the guitar a little bit, but that's crazy yeah. that you were doing. Yeah, it was more. It was. It was. It was more like a prop, though. No, no, no. Because I remember I was just banging on it. <laughs> I remember that a car alarm went off out, and this was an outdoor mm-hmm. uh, outdoor show, and you guys didn't miss a beat, and the car, like you played along with the car alarm, even it just went on and on, and it was it was an amazing show. But to know that you were messing, yeah, with, it, was, it was trippy. It was fun, but you guys were messing with uh If you were messing with guitar loops and all that, I didn't even know that. When I put when you guys came to South by Southwest, I had y'all open up for Gary Lucas. Yeah, who was with Captain yeah, Beefheart, which was crazy. He, yeah, and yeah. later on he he asked us to to also open for for him in 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 Brooklyn uh, a couple months after. Yeah, that was really that was that was fun. We we just went with our like suitcase and keyboard, all our gear in Brooklyn to play. That was cute. Well, I mean, he's one of the kings of that, though, looping up guitar. and mm. I mean, it's just amazing. That is, uh, you guys have yeah. quite uh, the history. And what was your uh, first actual release then? My first release? Because I've got, I feel like well, I've got a bunch of vinyl. No, be- that's, it. that's institutional prostitution. And then solo, it was like a Club Dead Limited. Right. It's like it was supposed to be a tape, but the, the actual like physical tape never like saw the day. Never, never oh. was never like 
But yeah, Club Dead Limited, Club Dead Limited, it was like on Hush Records. It's four years ago. Gosh, that was the yeah. first one. Damn. Oh, uh, no, but then before that, did I release? Because I did it, I, I, I self released uh, uh, Mummy Dust. Right. Yeah, as Baby Audi. And, yeah. and Club Dead Limited is also like as Baby Audi. That's right. That's right. That's right. Why, what was the transition to Cecilia? Where did that come from? The transition was... Um, Just as Baby Audi was picking up steam, you switched it up on them. <laughs> yeah, but because Baby Audi first was like more like a DJ. I, I felt it was like more like a DJ name. And it was like a cute name, just Baby in a, a, a car. Like brand, I don't, it, it was also like at the time, it, it was like a... I, I never thought I would like keep that name too long because I was like DJ Blow. When I was in Texas, my in Texas, my solo project because I remember playing shows in Texas, like in and I and to do like some pirate radio while I was there. Uh, and radio I was, chaos, like, uh, hell yeah, D, D, I, yeah. I was DJ Blow Dog, and my the, my vision of that was like more like of a masculine, aggressive. Um, energy and just to make like very lo-fi uh dirty noisy beats and then baby rd it's because i had made so many mix and i because i remember also my my sound cloud was there were there were i was i was released not releasing but i was posting like so many mix i was like making mix and i was just posting them sharing them and um i just wanted to make maybe like a, a cut with the more like mixing uh, to, to really, because like Cecilia is like purely original sound and like to just to make it clear that it's not like a DJ like effort. It's like really like an effort of like a, 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 a narrative, like a voice. And, and, and I wanted to sort of have like a, a, a feminine, like with the ah, Cecilia, but um yeah, I and it's because I was I remember like I I was re, re, um, listening to this like opera, and I can't remember the full name, but it was a Cecilia, and I can't remember exactly like where it comes from, but I remember just like writing it, and I thought it it looked good, like Cecilia, not even like the sound like the sound of it, but just like how it's like written. I thought it looked cute with the two C mm-hmm. and the Leah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have much more like uh, a <laughs> like explanation. It's pretty like uh, it comes and I'm like, okay. But, but now I want to be Sexilia, actually. Like change all the like, way to Sexilia. Yeah, like S-E-X-I. Well, you already uh, changed, your, uh, changed your Instagram. C-I-L. Right? Yeah. And anyone, but, who um, like, anyone who'd like to follow her, she is Sexelia on the Instagram. Office. Oh, Sexelia Office. office. That's right. Sexelia yeah. Office. Okay. Locked up in the office. Yeah. What was, um? how did you get with Rabbit? How did that come together? Uh, the last release? It's because, 
Yeah, yeah, it's because in Montreal I was, um, I think it was 2016. So it was like a year before I moved, before moving to New York, or like a couple of months before moving to New York, actually. Um, since I was already, I was already like kind of being active, like curating shows and organ, uh, throwing parties. I did like a, like an after party series that was called Coven. And then I was like curating little shows. I, I, I there was this like old, sort of like cabaret, uh, um, video poker, uh, pole dance, uh, shitty TV, uh, uh, how do we say like, um, um, what's the word to say? A very tacky bar that like okay. the owner, like the owner was like, Open to uh, anyway. I, I had I asked the owner to like have night there, and I was like inviting people to perform and try uh, try as much to like mix um, as much of the genre and like the scenes, you know, together like some noise and have some rap and have some like DJs and have some like uh, like a uh, Negasi Armada like played there, and sure. I also invited um, uh, DJ Duck Dick, and I was just trying also to like have people as much like I, I was able to like bring people from outside and like, especially from the States anyway. So I was being active sort of doing like a curation, uh, work, um, in Montreal, like voluntary. And so this, this venue, uh, or this like nonprofit organization, like in, uh, asked me to curate uh, a program for their, for their like event. So I had like a little bit of budget, so, um, although I was not paid, <laughs> but I had budget to like book people and pay them. So I booked Chino Amobi and I booked uh, Eve Tumor, uh, who's a good friend. And I, and also I played myself and scary, uh, Isabella, Love, uh, Isabella Love Story played mm-hmm. and local uh, Dion played. So Chino and Eve Tumor was there. And then at Soundcheck, Chino was just like, oh, that, that sounds really good. What I just heard, like, is this, is, is any of this is released? And I said, no, uh, it's just all like little drafts and like sketches. It's nothing like, and he was like, oh, but you should send it to me. I'm going to send them to Rabbit. I think you should release on Asinville. And from them, from then, like, I was like, wow, cool. I was like really, really moved. And like, I mean, really flattered and really motivated. So after the sh- that, that event, I just like sort of like uh, tried to finish or like wrap up those like little parts and all those those little like uh, stems and and make demos and I sent them I sent them to Chino and Chino Amobi sent them to Eric and Eric wrote to me a couple of weeks after and he was like oh cool that sounds good like uh, do you want to release a, like a, a, a full LP like next year and I was like oh sure yeah cool so that was it. Man, I'm so glad you did it. It's such a beautiful release all around from the packaging to the, the gold vinyl. And I love that. Uh, Thank you. I would the next to... one is going to be so much better. I mean, not better, but like, I'm I'm very excited about the new one. Well, they put yeah. it out again? Housing Vale put it out again? Or... Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Well, uh, let's, let's play a couple cuts so... from that album real quick, and then we'll come back for some more real talk. With Cecilia now, maybe maybe starting today, even now known as Sexilia. I don't know. Things change. <laughs> we'll be right back here on the Pusher Mania's podcast. Je ne suis pas alors. 
suis mélange les poches des fleurs. Je ne suis pas salope. Je mélange les poches des fleurs. Je mélange les couches. Je ne suis pas salope. Je laisse traîner partout mon cœur. Je ne suis pas salope. Je laisse traîner partout mon cœur. Je mélange les poches des fleurs. Je ne suis pas salope. Je laisse traîner Je laisse traîner partout mon cœur. Autour du lit, je prends le papier pour le chouchou. Je mélange les pommes et les fleurs. Je mélange les couches. Je laisse traîner partout mon cœur. Je te crée des lèvres. Je ne suis pas à l'eau. Je ne suis pas à l'eau. Je prends le papier. Je mélange les chouchou. Je laisse traîner partout mon cœur. Je t'écris les lettres toutes les nuits.
some times where there were some moments where that record was just the only thing I'd play in the car. Like, I would play it and oh, over wow. and over and over and over. Like, I love this album. What's your, what's your favorite song? I don't... That is the worst question for me because I don't know. I don't know the <laughs> yeah, names. Yeah. I don't actually know the <laughs> names the of the songs. question you can <laughs> No, I, seriously, I just don't... If I had the album in front of me, I'd, I would lie to you. But uh, I love just the whole the whole piece as a whole to me. And I, mm-hmm. I don't wait, actually wait. know the names of the songs on your album. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you know, I feel you. you. I actually put it on a, uh, what do you call it? I put the MP3s on a little stick because I have, I have a little like uh, uh, USB in my car. So mm-hmm. I just I just was listening. I didn't wasn't following along. I suppose. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but that is a whole. And, and it's true. It's true that it's a whole like thing. It's a I whole also piece. don't see it like. A, I always, if I DJ out somewhere, I always put, have to put that on. Because I'll play like some weird little bar, some little party thing, not like trying to make people go all dancing and I'll try to just kind of weird everybody out. And that's definitely always in the crate. The, uh, <clears throat> but the last time I saw you was the Electric Church here in Austin with Rabbit. Yep. And that yep. was amazing. Like that, that show was amazing. But uh, 
the vibe, my God, it doesn't happen like that as much. I mean, I guess at the electric church there's my things, God. but it doesn't happen it, like it that full moon. anymore. And it was a full moon. It was a full moon in Taurus. It was so good that this that this crowd was like, I mean, uh, the, I mean, the house of Kenzo also like just blew my mind that night. They are mm-hmm. they are like such such uh, amazing performer. They're right. they're just like the crowd cannot go anywhere else than just in their like uh, folie, like the leur folie, their like craziness. They're like it's so powerful. Right. The whole night, though, that vibe and just the backyard vibe going into the house, basically, and the lighting, the way, just the whole feeling was like transported back in time. And as we sit here in our cities, looking at Austin, I mean, even in these, well, this was only a couple of years ago, and you probably, I don't know how much you saw, but like we have like a skyline now. Like we have like big ass buildings all over downtown now. We have so much change. So oh, many. Oh, really? Because I remember. I remember it to be so flat, to be such a, such a, um, yeah. When you lived here, when you lived here, none of this shit was here. When you Uh, lived here, there's probably 10 skyscrapers since you lived here. And then since when you, where you played though, you played way East, like the electric church is way East. It's not downtown. And it was just, you know, really nice to not be downtown, to be in a really organic situation with people who were really, really there for the music and really challenging, fun music. You know, it was great. It was a great yeah. night. What is? Tell me about this uh, new album and how long we have to wait for it. Okay, so if everything and, goes well, it's going to be out this... Uh, I mean, I, I really hope for September, but like, yeah. who knows? I mean, we right. it's always like a bit... So the fall, fall to t- uh, 2020. And um, so far I see it... Because like, there's like songs or like pieces that I made like really recently mm-hmm. but there's also uh, a lot of like segments that comes from the time I was in Naples and the time I was in Marseille so and very like jammy just some jams I, I, it's really I call them like summer jams even though it was not specifically the summer but like in Napoli I was like in such a summer vibe <laughs> it was like such a summer vibe because I was uh I don't know. I felt I was on a vacation the whole time. Like my life was like so not expensive that I just had like all that free time. Uh, like, you know, paying rent was like very, uh, my rent was so cheap that I didn't have much expense. And I was like, yeah, I had like a lot of free time. So, and Napoli is like so sunny and I was living on top floor of this like building where I had the view on, the sea and the volcano and like Capri and I was like taking long walks and I was just, I was really like in also like going in nature a lot. I mean, nature sort of like, um, um, I just had like a lot. Yeah. The coast and like having just a lot of time of wandering the land. And, uh, but I was jamming a lot at, at, at night and I, I didn't, how could I say I was not really thinking like oh I'm working on my album right now or like I'm doing anything I was just like jamming and like collecting the material and like making material and and uh, before actually before going on tour in Asia I sort of like uh, in order to prepare those those shows and those those live sets I went back in all this like material and started to assemble and like found find I was like finding out that there there were like so uh, there were 
so much material in there that I could make something with it. And I, I started to assemble and edit more. And like, so it's sort of like the, the album is sort of a, a, um, a mixture of all these like night and early morning jams from the time I was mostly in Napoli and in Marseille. And um, it's, um, and there's new things too, but um how did you it's end up in? Like, how are I, you? I think I think it's. Re- no, how are you, how I, did I you end up in? No, go ahead. Go sorry. I know. I think it's sort of like a nice continuity with adoration because it's. I feel it's like it has a lot. Uh, it has a lot of common. Like it's it 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 um it it echoes adoration, but it's a bit. I find it a little bit more like a opened and. Uh, more fun actually even though it's quite dramatic but i don't i think it's a bit more free that's amazing um i was actually thinking to myself you said marseille and uh and napoli i'm like how did, how did you end up in two of the sketchiest cities in europe actually and then I you love, say that yeah, i love I places love i love it too. And sketchy. Yeah, <laughs> I did I too love, and you I said drama you ended it with drama i'm like yeah that, those are dramatic yeah, towns it's very dramatic. I mean, it was the thing is that there's no there's no real choice. Like I choose things in life, but like usually it's like I go where there's like a, like a connection or like a, a opportunity. You know, Napoli was like because I was like working. Uh, there's like a really good friend of mine, Jasmine Pizapia, who's like um, uh, she, her field work in her, because she's doing her she's writing her thesis in anthropology and like her her, her field work she's Italian and she, her field work is in the south of Italy and like she had uh, she had been living in, in Napoli and she had like friends so I, I was like um, I knew I wanted to go to Italy uh, but I didn't know where yet uh, but she had like sort of like uh, connections there for me to like have a place to stay and then start to you know start from somewhere and I was like at the time I was like the goal was like to help her make a documentary which we're still working on actually like uh, around like a beautiful character uh, based in Puglia Alessandra Fichera like um, uh, an ex uh, showgirl um, a fantastic lady anyway so there was like a uh, there was this this like that was ma- mostly for this reason, but then um, Marseille was also because um, when I got the, the the visa for France, I I knew I would come to Paris to sort of like be back in a in a city and see what what Paris can. I don't know. I was like really curious about Paris, um, but I didn't want to go immediately. I still wanted some of that like Mediterranean and like that like chill life for yes. a bit. So I had this other friend who was renting her like apartment in Marseille also for like a very like amazing, you know, for, for almost like no nothing. So it was like, uh, I just like rented her place for the summer and like spent a little bit of time there. And yeah. And now I'm back more like into a, into a city life. Right. Well, I love to watch your adventures. I love the, the freedom that you bring to uh, your art and music and life. And it's, it's always a pleasure to talk to you for real. I'm definitely glad to reconnect and so glad we met like eight years ago. Uh, I'm really glad to, 
<clears throat> and uh, seriously, I'm also glad you're safe and you're working and you're, and you're getting some new music done in Paris. And we're also, I'm really excited to hear that. And uh, literally, let me know. I mean, anytime, if you want to, if you're coming back. Because before, I think before you went to Paris, you were talking about coming here. Like yeah, yeah, we, no, we had I talked about, I think, too. April. I, was, I think we were talking about April even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not too I, long I, ago. Be, yeah, because because I'm supposed I was supposed to play in Mexico and I was like starting to try to arrange like a like a That's some right. shows in in the United in the States. I was like start I started to talk uh, with people in Los Angeles and in New York and I was talking with Rabbit to do maybe do something in Houston and I I talked to you and I wanted to do a little like America, like I mean yep. Mexico and uh, the United States, but yeah, obviously it got canceled. But um, I hope the, f I mean maybe, I mean maybe maybe it's for the best because I think with if the if the album is out when the album is out, um, it, it's going to feel so much better to tour with that to, right. to visit and be like, and people will maybe have listened to it and like it's going to feel more like uh, more legitimate in a way, yeah. Well, I can't wait. And when that when this day comes and these things reopen and we can make these things happen again, we definitely want to bring you over here for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for your uh, long time support. It's all, it's like so amazing. I mean, it's been it's gonna it's gonna be almost like ten years. That yeah. I remember the first time you. I don't know how you connected with us, institutional. It was after. No, I was in after, Montreal yeah, with you guys met Tony. Yeah, we, you met we Tony met? and Nagashi before me, like in in a matter yeah. of days. But like I met you during yeah. that conference. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember being like, just like the feel. Like it was one of the first uh, time that that feeling of like having like a, a far connections. You know, I was not used to this. Like, oh, this this like this uh, radio like rap. Um, person is like interested in our work in texas it, it felt just so amazing that like i don't know it was like a very special um man connection definitely it means a lot to me too because that's what, why we do this and i mean i understand for me to meet you guys and find i mean you're literally two of my favorite artists and i to just and and so is nagashi and so is fat tony and blackie i mean all y'all like are some of my favorites so it was such a great time great time to meet <laughs> And I'm glad we still uh, have the connection for sure. It's uh, and and to be honest, like to hear you say that means you know a lot to me. I'm like, oh, someone cares. That's great. You know, like yeah, yeah, no, that was sick. <laughs> I, I, um, and yeah, I remember you were you were booking rap for for South by Southwest at the time, right? Yeah. And like, I think I said that to someone and I said your name and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know him. And I was like, oh, cool. Uh, anyway, it was just the first like time of like feeling connected with like further than your like local. I don't know. It was like very special. Oh, people are like clapping. It's like 8 p.m. So people are like all uh, I mean, oh. I'm going to clap too. It's like to support the medical, the, the hospital staff, medical staff. <laughs> Can you hear I can. I can hear it faintly. Wow. Yeah. Over here, they're just mowing the lawn, basically. That's <laughs> that's the noise you might hear here. But man, that's that that's a, that's another amazing thing, though. People coming together like it like that in isolation. You know, there's yeah. there's there's going to be a lot of good and bad, I think, to come out of all this. And these real connections are what's going to keep us uh, moving forward. I think 
that's what we're going to have to keep doing and keep staying connected with the people. <clears throat> no yeah, what. and still, and keep uh, believing that we deserve a better world. For sure. Well, I can't wait like, to hear you. No, go ahead. We deserve a better world. We definitely, well, some of us do. Some, most, a lot of us do. Some of us yeah. <clears throat> can fuck off. That yeah, means yeah, yeah. <laughs> with their, with their yeah. AK-47s in the street. Trying to open yeah. up the movie theater. Get, get out get of here. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out of here. Y'all go. Yeah. Yeah. Go make your own go make your own free gun country somewhere, please. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> go vibe. Yeah, go make your own little thing. Like kill your kill kill each other. Like just do your thing on like vibe on your own like low frequency. And like Yeah, stay away just from give me. give us a break. Yeah, stay away from my apartment. (laughs) Leave us alone. Anyways, again, it's so great to talk to you. If people want to find you online, where's the best places? Uh, I guess, I guess for now, I'm actually working on a on a website now. But like um, SoundCloud.com/slash BabyAudi. How do you spell that Uh, for the people? Or if people type it. If people type Cecilia adoration, yeah. they find they find like the the, the LP like very sure. very easily. I think that and that's the thing that that got a little bit more press. So yeah, Cecilia adoration, those two words together will bring to happiness. Total happiness, complete your life. <laughs> otherwise, my sound my SoundCloud is um yeah my SoundCloud is like slash baby Audi is B A I. A-U-D-I. Gotcha. So baby with an I, Audi, like the car. Like the car. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. And uh, Thanks to you for having me. Anytime. And uh, take care. Yes, ma'am. We're going to get be this safe. posted up, and you be safe, too. Yeah. And thank Talk you to, soon. <clears throat> yes, we will, for sure. And thank you to everyone for tuning in once again to the Pusher Mania podcast show. Today's special guest was Cecilia. Tomorrow, I don't know who's going to be. But we're going to keep them coming. SoundCloud.com slash Pushermania is a good place to start. But it's Pushermania on all the other platforms as well. Hope to see you soon. Please tell a friend to tell a friend. Share, subscribe, do all those things.